take two. <laughs> Good morning, everybody out there. Welcome back to the podcast, Biblical Truth Central. I am Brother D. And the reason that I said take two, well, actually, this is the second time that I've tried to record this morning. Um, right when I was about to introduce myself, my computer just completely shut off. Like it just cut off completely. And I was like, wow, right in the middle of the intro? Really? I mean, you couldn't cut off while the music was playing. You had to cut off as soon as my voice hit the microphone. I'm like, the devil is at work this morning, right? Or maybe perhaps my battery just died. I'm not sure. One of the two. But, you know, I really don't believe too much in coincidences. I believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, there have been several times that I've tried to record YouTube videos. And I've had to start over several times. You know, maybe because the footage runs out on the camera. Maybe because I lose my train of thought. Some sort of distraction from the outside may hinder me from saying what it is I need to say. You know, people often forget that. We live in a spiritual realm that we can't see. And that everything that's physical that we can see with the eyes is motivated by something spiritual. I mean, let's just remember in the book of Genesis, the first chapter, you know, God spoke life into existence. He spoke the earth into existence, the universe, the the trees, the animals, mankind, Adam and Eve. He spoke it all. Everything that is physical, God spoke into existence. And God is spirit. And to worship him, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Everything that we see occur these days around us and here on earth and in this physical life is also motivated by spiritual behavior the evil that's in the world all of that is motivated by spiritual behavior and i try all the time to you know let people know that you cannot operate in solely a carnal mindset but you have to make sure that you operate spiritually as well okay Let's not just look at stuff for what it is. Let's look at stuff for what is behind it. A lot of us get upset at other people because of their attitudes and because of how they treat us and how they treat other people. But the Bible in Ephesians 6, you know, starting at verse 12, tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So there are spirits that roam around here that look for houses to occupy. And those houses tend to be people. Remember, the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But that's only to the individuals who were saved. 
What about those people who are not saved? What about the people that don't know Jesus? What about the people that don't believe in God? Their bodies are still a temple. They are still considered a house up for grabs for any spirit or spirits to house and to take over. You know, Jesus casted out, I think it was a woman, I believe, who had a whole lot of spirits within her, like a lot of spirits. It may have been Mary Magdalene, possibly. But there was a woman that had a whole lot of spirits within, not just one, but a lot. And that's the thing, you know, people who may be jealous, people who may be angry, people who may have a lustful problem. Maybe they have a problem with telling the truth. They could have all of these different spirits housing them. It's not the flesh that has power. It's the spirit that is within that has power. And we need to remember that. That's something that this carnal-minded world tries to dismiss. And they try to say, well, it's mental health. You need medication. You need to see a psychiatrist. No, you really just may need some prayer, deliverance, and the Holy Spirit to impel you. Remember, a believer in Christ cannot be possessed by a demon. Now, we can be oppressed. We can be tormented. We can be harassed. Happens to me quite often, especially when I'm trying to sleep. But you can't be possessed. The only individual who can be possessed, folks, is a person who does not know Jesus Christ and does not have their whole, his Holy Spirit, I'd say, dwelling within them. For where the Holy Spirit dwells, no impure spirit is welcomed. No wicked spirit can be at all. Amen? Now, in this episode of Biblical Truth Central, you know, in the last episode, we talked about marriage, and I, I briefly mentioned that I wanted to talk about COVID-19. I wanted to talk about that because, obviously, regardless of where you live in the world, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in Australia, China, Russia, Africa, wherever you are, this virus, or so-called virus, I'll say, has affected you in one way or another, whether you've fallen ill to it or whether you're out of work because of it, maybe you've lost some friends over it. I don't know, but I do know that this so-called pandemic, and I say that with intent, has changed the face of this entire world. When 2020 began, I felt it in my spirit that this year was going to be a year to remember. I didn't exactly know what was coming, what was going to happen. You know, God never gave me a revelation or anything like that. He didn't tell me anything. But I did feel it 
in my spirit that something's coming. But what that is, I don't know. If you had told me that we were all be wearing masses and living in fear, social distancing, as they say, in 2020, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, I remember going in public and seeing people with masses like years ago. And I would always ask myself, why does this person have a mask on their face now? I go to the grocery store and everyone has a mask on their face. Some cities are mandating it. Although I don't feel that that's lawful. I don't feel like that is feasible either. Nor is it healthy. But we have people out here who are so afraid and so scared of this current situation that they're willing to do anything. That is the scary part. If they're willing to comply with the masses, they may be willing to comply with anything else. Because, folks, here's the facts. We cannot operate like this in society forever. We can't. We can't go out looking like ninjas. We can't go out looking like Scorpion and Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat forever. <laughs> We, we, we can't. There eventually has to be something that comes along that relieves us of this burden of having to wear something over our nose and our mouth. This is how we breathe, folks. This is how we live. This is how we survive. This is how we... Folks, listen, you know, I often have to wonder how many people have actually done their research on masses. Like how effective is a mask? Now, if you let CNN tell you and Dr. Fauci, of course, they'll say that it's the responsible thing to do. They'll say that you lessen the chance of you spreading the virus. The last time I checked, the only people that need to wear a mask are people who are actually sick. Not healthy individuals who are not sick. This Dr. Fauci has caused the whole United States to believe that if they wear a mask, they're going to be fine. And that it's the right thing to do. I disagree. There have been studies that have been done that in turn say that wearing a mask long term can and will have detrimental effects on your breathing. CO2 levels drop. The breathing in of carbon by not the noxide, the noxide. <laughs> you guys have to forgive me. Um, I haven't been up that long and I haven't had any coffee. So, you know, this is, this is me completely raw, but it's okay. Carbon dioxide, you know, and no, I didn't need a dictionary. That's how we say it. But breathing that in constantly, 
You know, it's it's poison. Now, you got some people that are like, well, that's crazy talk. You know, no, it's not crazy talk. It's the truth. Because when we breathe naturally in through our nose, out through our mouths, with nothing covering them, the carbon dioxide just goes out into the atmosphere somewhere, contributing to or recycling oxygen <laughs> back into the world. But when you wear a mask, it, it, you're breathing it right back in. And, and that's, not, that's not good. It's not good at all. You know, your, your lung capacity drops the longer you wear it. You know, I've heard of people like my wife, for instance, when she, the, her place of employment requires her to wear it and she hates it. And she comes home and expresses to me how much she hates it. You know, it says it gives her headaches. She's starting to get these little bitty bumps around her ear area. I guess that's where it's tight. You know, and she just, you know, she just hates it. You know, along with a lot of people. Not not everybody's on the mass train. Some, some people are, some people aren't. But God be with you if you're not on it. <laughs> because when you do not wear a mask and you don't condone it, you catch all kind of hell from people. You catch flack. People try, they ridicule you. They try to call you ignorant and stupid. They call you every name out of the book, honestly. Just because you don't share their views. Just because you've done your research. And just because you disagree. Apparently in this society that we live in, disagreement equals hate. Now, I'm smart enough to know that's not true. I'm pretty sure you all are smart enough to know that that's not true. But that is the current way of thinking. That if you disagree with me, you are hateful. You are a bigot. You are evil. You are not tolerant. You know, we could always turn that around and say you're illogical <laughs> and you're not rational if that's the way that you see the world. Because I'm sorry, we don't have to agree on everything. There's a term called agree to disagree. But sadly, in this world that we live in, that's not welcomed anymore. Nor is the truth about much of anything. Facts. Not even once. People don't want to hear facts. People don't want to hear the truth. People want you to tickle their ears. They want to hear what sounds good to them. They want to hear what's going to put them in a good mood. They want to hear what's going to give them hope. They want to hear the obvious. They don't want to hear the unadulterated truth. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear anything that's going to compel their beliefs and that's going to contradict what it is they follow this is why the gospel is always rejected in most cases i hate to say that but it, it is there are cases where people do accept the gospel but there's more cases of individuals rejecting it you don't let that discourage you from sharing it because we still need to share the truth of Jesus with everybody. Keep doing it no matter what. But understand that 
we live in a world that does not like the truth. And it's funny because everyone always wants people to be honest. Everyone always wants people to tell them what's up. Everyone always wants people to tell them the truth, no matter what. But Jack Nicholson said it best. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> he said it best. Because most, what, he, I, I doubt he knew this, but he was basically speaking prophecy because most people can't handle the truth. They really can't. When we preach the gospel and we tell them about sin, people reject it because it contradicts what they, how they live their life. Like if we're talking about homosexuality, people get offended when the Bible says it's wrong. So it, it falls under the umbrella of sexual immorality, you know, fornication, incest, stuff like that, pedophilia. You know, there's a whole list of sexual immorality that we can just go down. But this is this podcast isn't about that. I'm just saying, speaking the truth in love, people don't perceive it. They think that it's hate speech and that you should be censored and you should shut up, basically. You know, I've had people, I've had my posts censored on social media. I've had videos taken down. Um it's ridiculous but you know Jesus said that these things like this will come false teachers will come into the world and you know when he, when he mentioned false teachers he wasn't just talking about behind the pulpit he's talking about in general it's false teachers a teacher is somebody that teaches you something and that could be about anything. There's a lot of false teachers in this world, which is why we need to be using discernment, saints. This is the time period that we need to be waking up. Amen. Now, we're like 20 minutes into this. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't even identified what this episode is. You know, obviously, we're going to be talking about COVID-19 or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Call it whatever you want. I call it C nineteen because I'm sick. And I'm tired of my my stuff getting censored because I'm using that name on social media. So I tend to say, you know, C nineteen. Yeah, I just want to give my thoughts on it, and I have several articles here, several, and. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not gonna try to get through them all. I want to try to keep this podcast at an hour. Because there's so many. Maybe we'll do like a like a second part to this. but and, and not drag this on any longer than it needs to be. Because I actually do need to record an, a new video. Another Bible study. If you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. Please go do that. Over at BiblicalTruthCentral.com I hope that's a blessing to you. But you know. Let, let's go ahead and talk about this virus. Okay. So, COVID-19 has seemed to wipe out all other diseases, all other illnesses and sicknesses. It has seemed to wipe out the common cold, seemed to have wiped out the flu, 
wiped out allergies, sinusitis, it has wiped everything out. Apparently, everything is COVID now. When people pass away, it was COVID. People hospitalized, is COVID. Everything is COVID. They say that this virus came to America, I guess around March or so, and it started spreading. When I'm under the belief that it was actually here last year, the illness itself was here last year. You know, me and my family, we were like ill the latter end of 2019 going into 2020. We were all sick, and it, it has never been an instance to where my whole family was just sick. Never. I have three children and my wife, so that makes five of us. And we all were sick. Fever, cough, body aches, all that stuff we had to deal with. And it took about a good two weeks or so until we were, you know... Back to what I would like to say normal. Around that time period, you know, coronavirus was just being talked about over in China, but it wasn't really talked about here. You know, they were talking about it. They were they were focusing on the Kobe Bryant death around that time and the strike that Trump did in Iran, killing that general. That's what that was the focus at the beginning of the year. Nobody was talking about COVID-19. We didn't even call it that. It was still coronavirus or whatever. But anyway, you know, I've talked to several people who felt like they've already had this and that they experienced all of the same symptoms that they say COVID-19 presents as well. So the fact is, you know, we may have been dealing with this a lot longer than what the media makes it out to be. This is why I don't really trust the media like that. They're not going to tell you the truth 100%. They're only going to tell you partial truths and not really, you know, what you need to know. Just enough to bait you into believing what it is they want you to believe. Uh, the media is not here to inform you, folks, but it is here to control you. And they do a darn good job at it, too. Especially if you're somebody who does not pay attention to their charades and how they orchestrate things, how they lie, how they fabricate stories, and how they take half of something and make it out to be the whole story. We witnessed that a lot with a lot of these cell phone videos and stuff and what have you, but we may talk about that in another video. The focal point of this podcast is going to be on this vaccination that they're, they're, they're trying to um, push and rush, by the way. You know, I, I learned earlier this year that it takes about six years, I believe, to get a vaccination approved. Six years. Not this one. Apparently, I'd say. They're saying that they've bypassed animal testing and they're going straight to human testing. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I've never really been pro-vaccination. I, I always have felt that vaccinations have contributed to health problems in children, mental issues, autism, and the list just goes on and on and on, mainly because of the contents of vaccinations you know the contents of vaccinations if you if you did your research on it it's it's sickening it is absolutely sickening to know what they utilize to create a vaccination and to think that you're putting that in another person and how is it going to be beneficial to them it should scare people that they're rushing this it should it should scare people a lot. But just like people are complying to wearing masks and social distancing, they're going to comply just as strong when it comes to actually taking this vaccination. I believe that people are going to flock to it. I believe that they're going to be willingly just ready to take it. Now, according to the news, African-American people are more prone to dying from this, well, contracting it, I'll say, and dying from this virus than any other ethnicity. More than white people, more than Hispanic people. Actually, Hispanic people are right behind African-Americans, mainly because, you know, they are partially African-American, too. Um, then you have Caucasian, then you have Asians and everything else. But the focus is on you know, African-American people. You know, I got some articles here. I actually came across last month, but I never really got an opportunity to share it with everybody. You know, in the form of a video. But I'm going to go ahead and do it here. And I'm on africanews.com. The headline says, Five African countries with ongoing coronavirus trials. So they're already conducting like trials in Africa. Now, this is not the first time that they've used African people. When it comes to looking for guinea pigs on or experiments to see if something is sufficient or insufficient or what have you. I'm under the firm belief that they do this with homeless people too. Here in America. You know, they just round them up and use them as experiments because they are evidently they think that, well, you know, no one cares about this person. They're homeless. No. Everyone has a mother and a father and a family. You don't treat people like that. And the powers that be have been mistreating the people in Africa for a long time. I'm going to read this article. It says the African Union's Africa Centuries of Disease Control, CDC, has outlined ongoing trials for COVID-19 as a part of the continent's strive for treatment and vaccination of the virus. In total, different trials were ongoing in Egypt, 
Zambia, Nigeria, Tunisia, and South Africa. The Africa CDC admittedly that they comparatively few treatments were taking place on the continent. The Africa CDC's disclosure were held in virtual meetings with doctors at Shanghai Hospital. They wrote about the webinar for the clinical care. Let's go down a little bit. It says, Egypt, Africa's most impacted and first to record a case, has 13, that's a significant number, 13 trials ongoing. It specifically focuses on therapeutics. Scientists that are also conducting around two trials on vaccines. They are also looking at the place of nutritional support, especially with honey and immune therapy trials are going on in Egypt as well. And this article goes on and on and on. If you want to read that, just type in, you know, Africa News and type in five African countries with ongoing trials going on right now. You know, it's just like I said, they've been doing this for, you know, quite some time when it comes to looking for experiments, people to, to, to experiment on. And the fact that they've just bypassed animal experimenting first and gone straight to human trials is, is it's an attest that they're trying to rush this. They're trying to hurry up and get this vaccination to black people. Well, everybody, especially black people, because they love you so much. Right. Sure. Here's another article here from healthnutnews.com. It was published last month. So still fairly fresh. June the 8th. Headline says, Melinda Gates said black people should be first in line after healthcare workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Keep in mind, Bill Gates believes in population control. Okay. (laughs) Let that sink in. Do you really want to put your trust in somebody who believes in population control to have anything to do with medicine, with the art of medicine or vaccination. Because, you know, I I hope we do know that he is funding this vaccination. He's funding it. And as as I'm sitting up here talking about this, I had a really good source. Just send me another article. I'm probably not going to read it, though, right now. I'm getting these articles from very, very reliable sources, Uh, people who are in the medical field, people who are quote unquote awake. So let me read this article to you guys. Says the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave more money from 2018 and 19 to the WHO, the World Health Organization, than any entity except the U.S. government who recently cut ties with the organization. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard about that too. You know, our president here has cut ties with the World Health Organization. But you still got Bill and Melinda Gates funding them. Trust me, they're not hurting for money. (laughs) All right, reading the article here. Melinda Gates, 
the wife of Microsoft founder Bill Gates, has revealed who she believes should be the first to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. In the Q&A with Times Ahead of 2020 Global Vaccine Summit, Gates states that black people should be second in line to be vaccinated immediately after healthcare workers. Now, what in the world would make you believe that that care that they actually care that much about black people? I'm not going to make this about race. I'm not going to make this a political issue. But to say that you care that much about black people that you want to see them vaccinated right after healthcare workers has to make me has to make me scratch my head a little bit. You know how, how much money has the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation poured into poor black neighborhoods? How much money has the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded more jobs, you know, in predominantly black areas? How much money has the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded for mentorship programs for young black children who may have grown up without a father? You know, because let's let's I'm going to keep it real for um you know, African-Americans have a huge problem when it comes to fatherlessness in the home. But I find that even if you don't have a father in the home, having a mentor like that male role model in your life can make a huge difference. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking these questions. These are, legitimate, these are legitimate questions. You know, how much money has the Bill and Melinda Gates really invested on these, these things? How much? Because apparently you care about black people's well-being, right? Their health. You don't want to see them die. That's why you want them to be vaccinated first, right? Is that it? Or is it something else? Is it another agenda? Could it potentially be genocide? I'm just wondering. Because in one part of the of the spectrum, we already see genocide of black babies when it comes to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, number one customer, the black woman. Black individuals make up 13% of America's population. And they also make up over 30% of abortions that Planned Parenthood performs. Let, let's think about that. Take them out by abortions, take them out through vaccinations. But they say that well, we want to vaccinate black people first because they have more pre-existing health issues than any other ethnicity. <sighs> okay, listen. You know, Brother D is a certified personal trainer. I've been working out for 20 years. 
okay? And I have African-American blood. Now, I, I am of different ethnicities as well, but I, I'm, for the most part, you know, I can be considered a black man. I don't have any health problems. None. <laughs> Maybe uh, sinus issues, that's about it. Allergies, that's all. That's all I have that's wrong with me. That's it. I take care of my health. I work out. I, I, I eat for optimal health. And anybody who does that can have that same way of, 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 of life and good health. To sit there and say that all black people are, are prone to getting sick is, is like a slap in the face. Like, oh, they're the sick um, race, so we need to make sure that they they get the vaccination. You know, they're, they, they, they can't fend for themselves. Some of them can't even take care of themselves, so we want to make sure that they get vaccinated first. I could be going in a whole other direction here, but I'm, I'm looking at, I'm just trying to look at this, you know, from other perspectives. I am because I just don't feel like Bill and Melinda Gates have the best interest in black people. I just don't. And to be quite frankly, quite frank, this has been a hard year for African-Americans. Been a hard year. Been a hard year. With everything that's going on in this world, the protesting, the race stuff, all that, you know, you know, which I all believe has its own agenda. I don't believe it's exactly what we see. I believe that there's something else behind it. I do. But this isn't about that. You know, I want to, you know, try to stay on topic. The fact that. These vaccinations are like being talked about so often really, really insinuates that this is going to be the the solution to taking these ridiculous masses off our faces. You know, because I don't know about you, but I <laughs> there's no way that I could I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't live with them with a mask on my face long term and and this 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 vaccination that they're pushing is what's going to be able to get that you know solve that problem but the other problem is this who's going to willingly want to do it personally me and my family will not be taking that vaccination we won't be taking that vaccination because we are under the belief that that vaccination is going to contain something that's going to keep track of every individual because if if you if you look at if you look deeply into your phones we all have this software that was just secretly installed on our phone for COVID-19. Now, Google and Apple had been working together to develop an app 
I'm not exactly sure what the name of that app is, but they've been trying to develop an app, or they have been developing an app, I'll say, that will tell you if somebody around you has COVID-19. Now, how in the world is a smartphone going to tell me that this person next to me has COVID-19? How? I, I would love to know. I know technology is fantastic, but man, to think that we've gotten to that point. Wow. Props. There has to be something that that app can sync to. Right? Our phones have the capability of syncing to devices that are not plugged into them. This capability is what we know as Bluetooth. You know, I have headphones and they sync to my phone. You know, I love it. (laughs) I love it. You know, I can sync my phone to my car, stuff like that via Bluetooth. I sincerely believe that people are going to have to have something inside of them that syncs to this application to get it to work properly. Because otherwise, there's no way it can work. You know, we're just flesh and blood and bone. We don't have anything inside of us that could pair with um, a, a, a device. Nothing. Closest thing I have on me, and I have to say on me because it's not inside of me, is my Apple Watch. You know, it syncs to my phone. Because it has Bluetooth capability. So to say that they're creating an application that's going to tell us whether somebody is sick or not. Means that you also have to have something inside of you. For them to tell whether you're sick or not. Or whether you supposedly have COVID-19. And I believe that that something is going to come through this vaccination. If they're going to start pushing hard, there is absolutely, I'm absolutely certain I'll say that there has to be something in their vaccination. There has to be. A microchip, something to sync to that app that can control and that can track us and that can basically tell on us whether you're sick or not you know that that is why we're not going to be taking this vaccination because we believe that it i'm not going to sit up here and say it's the mark of the beast because some some people really really think that it's the mark of the beast but i'm trying to be i'm not trying to speed things up i don't really know if we're living in Revelation 13 yet. Because there's still some things that have not come to pass. But this could very well be a primer. It could be a primer. Because people love convenience. They love convenience. They love the fact that they don't have to reach in their pocket for something. They love the fact that they don't have to hunt for something. And they can just wave their hand. Here, look. 
Swipe my hand and I can pay for my groceries. Swipe my hand and I can open my door. Swipe my hand and my car will crank up. People love convenience. So they're not going to fight this. They're not. And if this, in fact, is not the mark of the beast, and it's just a precursor, when the actual mark comes, people are going to take it willingly. They're going to be ready for it because they're going to already be primed. Look, I can tell who has COVID-19 with my phone because that person has something within them that is synced to your phone. You have already participated in mingling yourself with technology. Don't you see that Bluetooth capability is... A precursor to transhumanism? It, it is. Our, our Apple Watches, our Fitbits, our, our Bluetooth headsets, all these wireless devices, it's getting closer and closer to our bodies, and eventually they're going to end up inside of our bodies. Now, in certain parts of the world, I heard they're already doing things like this. They're already putting chips in people. It's only a matter of time before they come here and do it. Um, honestly, I believe that this virus is just a, a doorway for that. A doorway to get rid of cash. A doorway to bring in the new world order. They had to think of something that would make people comfortable enough with taking some sort of device i think the powers that be realize that well we just can't force it on people it's not gonna work people got guns <laughs> they're gonna kill us if we try to do that we have to come in subtle we gotta shake things up we gotta shake the world up we gotta turn the economy upside down we gotta scare the heck out of people we gotta have them living in fear we gotta gain their trust and when we gain their trust we will give them the solution that will allow them to live a normal life once again I honestly believe that that is why we are experiencing this so-called plan-demic. That's right. I said plan-demic. Is COVID-19 real? Yes, it is. Is it as deadly as people make it out, as the media make it out to be? I don't think so. Are the numbers as high as they say they are? Absolutely not. I will not retract that statement. I have heard from several cases and people that they say that they tested positive for COVID-19 and they were never even tested. They never took the test, but yet they still ended up testing positive. I was just listening to a story. In fact, 
since we're here on the podcast, I'm going to try to, I'm going to play it for you all. Now, I don't know how this is going to sound. It may sound okay. It might not. I don't know. But I'm going to let you listen to a, a, a story that this woman has about the fact that she did not take this this um examination, I mean, this test, and she still ended up turning up positive. They lied. So I'm going to let you all listen to this, okay? I'm going to play it now. And the majority of the time, it could take about a week to find out if you're infected with the virus or not. But the most recent issue, getting back COVID-19 test results that aren't even yours. I get a phone call asking for me. And I said, yes, this is Mindy Clark. And they said, well, we want you to know that your test was positive. And I said, I looked at the phone like positive for what? And they said positive for COVID. And I said, there is no way possible. And she said, oh, yes, she said, you did the test. And I said, no, ma'am. Mindy Clark had gone to the drive through testing site at Manatee Rural Health. But before she was able to get swabbed, she left the line because she realized it was for people with symptoms only. And I said, you need to take that off my record. She goes, well, we don't know now. You have to prove to us that you're negative. She tested negative just two days later and also tested negative for the antibodies. And according to many of our viewers, this hasn't only happened to her. Clark says if she and many others have been incorrectly identified as positive in the state system so easily, how accurate are the numbers that are released daily? This is part of the, the, the testing mechanism problem. It's uh, people are sitting in their cars sometimes for hours or standing in line um, six feet apart at least for hours and you're registered your number 15 in line right now that means you are jay wolfson now if jay wolfson says you know um, i can't wait any longer and i leave it will get number 15 who's now rebecca fernandez who was standing behind me as and and you may test positive and then everybody th- th- there has to be a better way And while all this is happening, the virus continues to spread since the right people are not being identified. It's such a bad time now. These last five months have been so bad. And, you know, there you have it. There's just a case right there of a woman who stated that she did not take the um, the test and she still ended up turning up positive. And I think that that's a telltale sign right there that we cannot trust, you know, what these numbers are, are looking like. We can't trust what they say. We just can't. If you if you look at this deep enough and you look at this for what it really is, you'll you'll see. You'll see it for yourself that it's 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 not it's not what it, what it appears to be. It's really not. I was talking to a respiratory a respiratory therapist, you know, somebody that has been giving me information actually daily. And she's out of the state of Delaware. And she told me that 32,000 people, 32,000 plus people, I'll say. Um, took tests for coronavirus and out of that 32,000, 12,000 people tested positive, 12,000 people. But only a mere 53 people were in the hospital. This is out of the entire state. 53 people. 
That's the type of news that CNN won't share. They're not going to tell you stuff like that. They're only going to focus on the death toll. They're only going to focus on the amount of positive cases. So if, like this woman just said, was tested and it was false, falsely given, how much can we actually trust the the numbers? It has to make you wonder. It has to make you question things. I know I question things all the time. And so should you. Folks, the world is shifting in a direction that it's never going to go back to. And we need to be giving God the praise and the worship that he deserves. We need to be giving our our, our lives to him. We need to be focusing on him. Coming to Christ for salvation. Because. Whatever's coming. We need to be spiritually ready. These people that are focusing on this too hard. They're not. They're not looking at this from a spiritual perspective. They're only looking at this from a carnal mind. And they're not going to be ready when things really do go down. I'm going to end this segment here. We'll call this part one. I'll do a part two. Continuing. We're talking about what we're talking about. Like I said, I have other articles that I want to share with everybody out there. You know, I guess we can consider this a, a current event news study. Um, news letter, we'll say. Because, you know, I, I want to bring our biblical teachings here as well. But at the same time, I want to make sure that everyone is informed. I want to make sure that everyone understands everything that's going on in this world. And I want to provoke thoughts to everybody. You know, you need to think for yourself and don't let the mainstream media think for you. Amen. Visit my website, www.biblicaltruthcentral.com. Visit my YouTube channel, biblicaltruthcentral.com. You know, for videos, visuals, teachings, things of that nature. I hope you all are well. Stay one in the Lord. I'll talk to you all in the next episode. God bless you. Have a great day.